in Jesus' name. Everybody said in agreement? Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. We love you very much. Thank you. All right. Well, look, man, this, 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 is, this is more fun than preaching, but I am going to give you about a 10-minute sermon, okay? So uh, the last few weeks during these 21 days, we've talked about several things. One is the pursuit of his presence. What does it look like to know God face-to-face? What does it look like to go from blah to hurrah, okay? All right, y'all remember? Yeah, some of, you, some of y'all made, made fun of me for that, all right? But you're never going to forget it. So the second thing that we talked about was the problem without his presence. What does it look like to live a life apart from the presence of God? The question was, are you going through the motions but not attaching the meaning to it, and you're living a life apart from his presence? The third thing was the power of his presence and how you have to be exposed before God in your sin before you can be encouraged by his love and that the confession of sin and the realization of God's holiness and my need is the very thing that you need to do to receive his love. And so it doesn't get in the way of being loved by God. It is the catalyst for the love of God. And so that empowers us to go to him even though he is perfectly holy and we are not. The final thing we're talking about today is the priority of his presence. This is the sermon today, the priority of his presence. Here's what I want you to encourage you this morning is to not settle for standard shipping, okay? This is what we want to do, not settle for standard shipping. Now, you know, I'm not sure you got Amazon, you get the two-day, okay? But you order a lot of stuff, not off Amazon, and you got to choose, you know? I'm a standard, expedited, priority, USPS, whatever, you know, FedEx. I got my options, and I'm going to choose. And say, if I want it faster, I got to hit priority. Now, here's what I want you to consider is every day you are waking up and you are making a choice as to how you want to engage with God. Every day you have a list of options. Can I do this the standard way? Can I do this and just take enough time? Can I just make it okay? Or can I make it a priority? And that's what we're after in these 21 days is to be renewed in this idea and this truth that it is the priority of our existence to pursue his presence and to love God and to want God. But so often we settle for what I would call standard shipping, which would be some version of going to church, trying to read a devotional app here and there for a few minutes, hitting a service thing or a prayer meeting every now and again, and just trying to be a nice person. I would say that's standard shipping. It's not a bad thing, but you're missing out on the real essence of what God is offering you. And we want to encourage you during this time and during these 21 days to see how wonderful he is and how beautiful he is and how amazing he is and to wake up every day and start hitting that priority button to say, I'm not settling for standard shipping or just for getting by in my Christian life, but I'm going to begin to prioritize the presence of God and being a lover of his word and of prayer and of pursuing him. That's what we're after today. That's what we're after in these 21 days. And by the grace of God, that's what's going to mark this church. And so to that end, I want you to open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 33. Let's go! All right, all right. Y'all are getting there. That's good. That's good. We are excited to hear from the Lord. What else did we come here for? Exodus 33. So let's look at a few verses. I want to show you once again from the life of Moses, this idea of prioritizing God's presence So verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, to your offspring I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. I will go up to the land, you will go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. Now get this, when the people heard this disastrous word, 
They mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people, and if for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now take off your ornaments, that I may know what to do with you. Therefore the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Oreb onward. We're going to stop there for a minute. I want you to understand what's going on. Now remember, God had appointed Moses to deliver the people of of Israel out of the land of Egypt, all right? All the Ten Commandments, you know all these stories, okay? The Ten Plays. And so they go out of the land of Egypt, and now they're working their way towards the promised land, and God, in the meantime, is dealing with the people trying to train them up. Now, at some point, he gets to the point here with Moses, near the end of Exodus, where he's still going to send them into the promised land with one condition, that he can't go. He's not going to go. Now, here's the offer in layman's terms. Here's what he's offering Moses. He's saying... You can have everything you've ever wanted. I'm going to make sure that you are secure. No one will come against you. I'm going to make sure that you have all the prosperity that you need. I'm going to make sure that you have all the food and provision that you need. I'm going to make you prosperous, successful, and safe. And you can have all of that, but you can't have me. This is the offer on the table. God says, I'm going to give you everything you've ever wanted in this world with one condition. You can't have me. And look how they respond. When the people heard this, not so bad word. When the people heard this, okay, I can kind of deal with that. When the people heard this, well, I love God, but I really like, you know, chicken sandwiches too. It's okay. Uh, When the people heard this, no, what was it? When the people heard this, disastrous word. Here's what this means. To have a good life without God is a disaster. It's a disaster. It's not a little bit bad. It's not sort of bad. It's an absolute, utter disaster. A good life without God is a disaster. And to leave the priority of the presence of God in a 21-day box is going to be a disaster. To enjoy the presence of God with us and to say that was a nice season and to walk back and continue life as you lived it will be an absolute disaster. I want you to consider in your heart how you'd respond to this. If God comes to you and he says, I will give you everything you've ever wanted in this world, prosperity, success, health, everything, pleasure, everything. I'm going to give it all to you. You just can't have me. How would you respond to that? How would that make you feel? Would you think about it? Would you start to weigh your options? Well, what's so bad about that? I want you to consider in your heart right now. It's going to give you a great idea of where you're at with the Lord. And the right response is this, that a good life without God is an absolute disaster. Jesus said the same thing in Mark 8, 36. He says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to forfeit his soul? What does it profit you? How does it serve you well to be successful, wealthy, and prosperous and lose your soul? How does it serve you well to have everything you've ever wanted in this world and lose your soul? It doesn't serve you well. It actually profits you nothing. And so now God is taking us back to the place to say he is the very best thing. As a matter of fact, he's the only thing that we actually need. As we've been saying all series, the presence of God is the essence of life. 
The presence is the essence. It's not the icing on the cake. It is the cake. It is the ingredient that we need to live the life God has called us to. It is the very thing that we were made for. And nothing, I'm telling you, nothing can substitute for the presence of God. And for you to be filled with a zeal and be a lover of Jesus. The presence of God is the essence of life. Now, to give you an idea of this, the other day, my wife, sitting right here, she loves it. My family loves it when I use them in my sermons, you know. Every preacher's family loves this. She's really looking forward to this. I didn't ask ahead of time either, but I love you so much. You're so pretty. Okay. So, the other day, and uh, she's actually done this before. Uh, she was making Easy Mac, all right? So, we have like 100 kids, and so Easy Mac is a great way to, to do lunch or any kind of dinner, you know? It's, it's easy. It's why it's called Easy Mac. And so she was making Easy Mac, you know, and she's taking care of all these kids. And so, you know, she's super mom, right? And so she's doing this. So she throws it in the microwave. Then all of a sudden the microwave starts smoking, you know? And then she opens it and there's like a billow of smoke coming out of the microwave, filling the air. She's like, what in the world? And she looks at it and the macaroni is all burnt up. And she realizes something, that she had left out something very important, the water, the water. The water is an essential ingredient to making Easy Mac. As a matter of fact, you can't make Easy Mac without the water. And so when she tries to make Easy Mac, you can't make Easy Mac without water. And hear me, you can't make a good life without God. He is not an addition or a sub, he's not an addition to your life. He's the substitution for your life. He is the essential ingredient. This is what we must get after is that I do not add God to the things I love in my life. He is my life. He is the essential ingredient, and if I were to lose everything else, as painful as it would be, I would still have the one thing that I need. But if I was to lose the one thing I need and gain everything else, I will have lost everything. The presence is the essence, which is why these 21 days must become an everyday thing for us. Let me finish the story for you here. Verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, he was so nervous, he already missed what God said. If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Here's the sentence that's so important. Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? What is it that marks a church? What is it that makes a church a church? Good sermons, worship that's lit, you know, good programs, we take care of your kids, we serve the poor. What is it that marks a church? What is it that makes a church distinct? Is the presence of God. What is it that makes your life distinct? I want you to consider this. What is it that makes your life distinct? You're trying to stand out by your abilities. You're trying to stand out with your status. You're trying to stand out with your looks. You're trying to manage your reputation. You're trying to do all these things so that you are distinct. And God comes along and says, the only thing that makes you distinct is my presence with you. What is it that makes being a Christian distinct, having good behavior, trying to do these things here and there, being a part of church on Sundays? No, 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 no. The thing that makes you distinct as a Christian is the presence of God living and active in your heart through Jesus Christ. 
the thing that makes the church distinct is not the programs we, will, we run, but the presence of God. And this is what I'm after, and this is what we are after, and this is what we commit to as a church. And this is our prayer, that these 21 days would become an everyday thing because it is his presence with us that makes us distinct. And so we could run killer programs and do great things, but if his presence is not manifest with us, then we are not Christians. And you can be a great person who has wonderful behavior, but if his presence is not manifest with you, it's not Christian. It is the presence of God that marks us. It is the presence of God that stamps us. It is the presence of God that makes us us. And for us to neglect his presence and for us to consider it the icing on the cake is to completely miss the point. This is not a great thing to do for 21 days. This is the only way to live your life. And especially for those of you in the room who are far from Christ, I want to invite you in this morning. God is making an invitation. The only way to get into his presence is not by going to church or being a good person or praying the right prayers. The only way to get into his presence is not by anything you can do, but what Jesus has already done. Jesus came and lived a perfect life. He came and died on the cross. He came and rose from the dead. And he says, if anybody would believe and trust in me, that person would have eternal life, would become a child of God, and would enter into my presence. This is the offer on the table. If you're watching online or listening in the room, this is the offer Jesus makes to you. Would you come and be a part of the family of God? Because right now, without his presence, you are missing the essence of life. And for those of you who do call yourselves followers of Jesus, may these 21 days, my prayer, may they settle in your heart and may the essence of your life be the pursuit of the presence of God. Don't settle for standard shipping and make him the priority of your life. Let's pray and let's respond to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you that you're so kind to us that you offer yourself to us. The greatest gift you could give us is yourself. And I pray, Lord, I pray for this church that you would mark us with your presence, God. That you would mark us with the manifest presence of God through the work of the Holy Spirit. That we would be lovers of Jesus, God. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray the thing that makes us distinct as a church and the thing that makes us distinct as individuals would be one thing. It would be your presence with us. Make it so, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that you've already made it so. Because you sent your Holy Spirit to dwell in those who put faith in you. And so we love you. We pursue you. You are our priority. Grant us the grace to continue on this track for the rest of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray in agreement. Amen. Amen. Why don't y'all stand? Let's respond to the Lord.